Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, From the Depths of Darkness to the Light of Success. I am your host, Chris Swick, and on this podcast, we talk about mental health, addictions, eating disorders, ADHD, and really anything anyone's afraid to talk about, we talk about it on this show. We make people afraid to not talk about these things today. I'm here to help others with everyone's story that we share on this show. If you could take a moment and head over to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, head over to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, hit that follow button. We're also over on the Good Pods app. Great app if anyone's looking for a good app to listen to those podcasts, you can find plenty of them over there. Also, I'm over on Instagram at Depths of Dark Side if you want to follow along on the show, along with my personal life, anything really going on, I share it all over there. And with no further ado, I'd love to introduce to you my next guest. I got Michael Fiore. Correct me if I'm wrong. Fiore. I'd like to take it away. Fiore? Yeah. Fiore, Fiore. You still want to say you know, shit, man. Potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to take it away and let them know a little bit about you, man? Yeah, yeah, sure. So first and foremost, I appreciate you having me on your podcast. I appreciate your platform. I appreciate you giving a voice to people out there that are struggling because recovering out loud is just something that I do. I, I do believe that we're, we're not addicts because we use drugs. We use drugs because we're addicts. That's why there's eating disorders. That's why there's gambling. That's why there's sex addicts and all those other ones. Our stories are our weapons of mass destruction against our disease. It's how we get it out there and how we let people know you're not alone. And you know what I'm saying? It, and our experiences is like currency in a sense, right? So if you look at... um the different diseases. When wars are fought, mercenaries are hired to fight other people's wars and they're paid with money. Now, where I'm at in my life, I'm like you, I want people that have other addictions, mercenaries, and I'll pay them with my experiences and they can pay me with this because I'm an addict. I'm very easily substituting. If I take the drug out of my life, I might start shopping. If I take the drug out of my life, I might start gambling. So if I have people like that in my life, they could point it out, the early signs out to me that I'm not used to seeing because I think I'm only a drug addict. So taking the drugs out, I, I love the fact that you speak to that. First and foremost, I always got to thank God. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here. I'm not protected these last 20 years of drug use if it's not to him. for him. I tried this my way for a long time and my way doesn't work. I gave up in retirement. You know what I'm saying? Like my job was the nine to 24 hours of active user. I look at recovery as retirement. What do people do in retirement? They travel. They pick up their hobbies and passions that they gave up because they had to provide. They're saying they have joy in their life. They have peace in their life. I look at recovery. I don't look at it as a job because if my self-talk is everything. If I make this a job, there's a lot of jobs I woke up to and I didn't want to go. And guess what? I didn't want to do it. I'm not always going to have the fight in me to want to fight this either. So that word fight even scares me. I am good at giving up though. So now my perspective equals potential. So I gave up my way and took suggestions. I gave up finding answers to questions and I, I answer questions with questions now, you know what I'm saying? For growth, you know what I'm saying? I, I gave, I'm good at giving up. So I just changed the perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like I gave up trying to do this alone. You know what I'm saying? So things that I'm good at, I stay with the perspective equals potential, but I do want to thank God. And I do with every podcast. I have a creed. So I have my own company inspired to inspire basically to give a gist about it. We all have the opportunity to inspire one each other. I don't care where you are in your life. You could be an active user with the needle in your arm. You could inspire the person with 20 years clean to pay and remind them of the pain and desperation it took for them to get their life clean. The one with 20 years clean can now show the one that with the needle on his arm or whatever addiction that, you know what, a better life is possible. 
So my whole thing is I want to inspire you and inspire the next one because God gave us all the talent to help someone else further along on their path. And then that comes back to you. And the ripple effect of a conversation or a moment, there's inspiration all around us. Remember, you're going to hear me say the word perspective a lot. Perspective equals potential. Everything's happening for me in life now. It's not happening to me. So everything has value. You know what I'm saying? Even when I don't get things I want, it shows me either the more effort I have to put into it or maybe I didn't want it as much as I said I wanted. You know what I'm saying? So now that I see that everything has value, the last 20 years of drug use has a, a substantial amount of value in it. You know what I'm saying? It's a blueprint for success in the future. It's showing me all the wrong decisions, all the wrong things I've done. And so I don't repeat it again. I don't want to change my past. My past is perfectly fine how it is. Change for me because it's inevitable. Remember, perspective equals potential. Since it's inevitable, my change is building for the future. It's not trying to change the past. You know what I'm saying? Pain is inevitable. So I accept it. I no longer try to prevent pain. I, I learn from pain and help makes me help me grow. Just like flowers, they grow from underneath ground, waters used to make them blossom. We need to grow from within. The pain is what helps us blossom. How else would you know what happiness is if you didn't go through sadness? How else can you learn how to succeed if you don't know how to fail? How could you be a leader if you don't know how to be a follower? Why do we like the summer? Because we hate the winter. I'm starting to understand that there's two ends. You can't feel one without the other. So if I'm feeling one end and I don't like it, all I have to do is not pick up because joy is around the corner. So I do like to start. I have a creed here at Inspire and Inspire that I just like to read real quick. I do it every time. So we choose to be strong. Nothing will disturb our peace of mind. We choose to be a healthy example to every person we meet. We choose to look at the brighter side of life regardless of the negative situation we are in. We choose to think of, uh, or think of the best, to work for only the best, and expect only the best. We choose to be enthusiastic about the success of others as well as ourselves. We choose to forget the mistakes of the past and to press on to the greater achievements of our future. We choose to wear a kind face at all times to give every living creature we meet a smile. We choose to give ourselves time to the improvement of ourselves and not to waste time criticizing others. We choose to be noble, to be too large for worry, to be greater than anger, to be stronger than fear, and to be resilient against the presence of trouble. This is what I choose. You notice the word choose is in there a lot, right? Because this is a choice. I'm making a conscious choice to live my life the way I'm living it today. I used to not think I had the power of choice. You know what I'm saying? But we do. That there is a power that we, everything we have is instilled in us. I used to think recovery was a destination, right? I used to think it had to be a place I had to get to in order to have it. Recovery is a journey. And the fact that it's a journey is really comforting to me because a destination, what happens when you get to a destination? You feel like you arrived somewhere. What happens when you feel like you arrived? You get complacent. I get complacent real quick. The fact that I know that this is a journey, it's, I'm okay with that because the journey has its ups and its downs and, and life and recovery, just like anything else, is an uphill fight. But when you fall going uphill, which way do you fall? You fall forward. When you, I try to walk downhill on life, make life easy. And when you go downhill and break your ass, you fall and you keep rolling and you keep rolling. So that the, it's even just like spirituality. Spirituality is a journey. It's not a place you get to. It's a relationship with reality. That's all spirituality really is. It's accepting that this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So even though some people say higher power, some 
the spirituality for me is the only reason I'm having longevity in this. I did the mental, I did the physical. Spirituality has allowed my mind and my soul to be together. There's no more bondage. I used to fight the man in the mirror and I used to fight the man with, uh, within all the time. Those two people now are working together. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I used to go to cop drugs and my heart always wanted to get off the drugs. Always. But my mind had it dip because our addiction speaks to us in our own voice. My mind had a different story to tell. So I felt like a cartoon character, like my, my, my body was back here. No, don't go, don't go. But my mind was pushing me to the drug. And then once I got the drug, it was okay. So for qualification purposes, my father was an addict. He shared needles, HIV, died of AIDS in 09. My mother contracted the virus from my father. She wound up living 12 years after my father. She beat three different types of cancer, got cured of hep C, all with HIV. She did pass away this past Thanksgiving. And um, I got drug free three weeks before she passed away. I live in a treatment facility where I detoxed off of methadone. I got as high as 140 milligrams at one point in 12 years. So like I'm living in a treatment facility and me being here allowed me to be able to grieve my mother's death. But then I started realizing, remember, perspective equals potential. I don't mourn my mother today. She was my best friend. I miss her. You know what I'm saying? I celebrate her. I celebrate her life by how I live today because that's what, how I have to do this because grief, grief is difficult for us addicts. You know what I'm saying? And because my addiction speaks to me in my own voice, I got to get out from between these two years. If I'm left to making up the best decisions for myself, pardon the language, I'm fucked because the last 20 years was me making the best decisions for myself. And the last 20 years was just pain, desperation, suicidal thoughts, suicidal letters. You know what I'm saying? I just couldn't follow through with it. And then it was a real dark period. But when you're lost, you put on your GPS usually on your phone when you're lost. I had to put on the GPS. And the GPS was getting with people winning in recovery because I used to not want people in my life doing better than me because it made me feel worse than where I was at in that moment. I wanted people that were worse off than me because then it made me feel better. Well, at least I'm not as bad as them. My identity was always attached to things outside myself, a job, a girl, an apartment, this, the third. When you do that, it's dangerous because what happens when you lose those things? You lose your identity, just like my recovery identity is not the amount of days I have clean. The only people that have more clean time than me today are people that woke up before me. You know what I'm saying? Because I have an ego, right? So my ego, if I get so caught up on the days that I have clean, I'm going to come to a moment today well, I don't want to do recovery. So my ego is going to start speaking to me. Oh, you don't got to do the work today. You got such and such amount of days clean. Then pride comes in because pride and ego are freaking best friends. Pride comes in and be like, yeah, you don't got to do the work today. You could do it tomorrow. Vulnerability is living in the now moment for me. So I'm okay with just being clean today. The record for staying clean is 24 hours. Today's the only day that has value anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yesterday's over. Tomorrow is unwritten. I used to want to write tomorrow. I used to need to see 10 steps ahead of me in order for me to walk. I just need my next step. Me trying to write tomorrow, selling myself short. The fact that tomorrow is unwritten is scary. I get it. But that means anything is possible, though. It's unwritten. It hasn't happened yet. Trying to write your future and control the narrative, whatever I tried to control, in the end, started controlling me. So I don't try to control my narrative. I just let life happen for me. Thank you so much for, you know, taking the time to share a little tidbit of your life, man. I'm very sorry, deeply sorry for the loss of both your parents, but it really does seem like you're in a better place than you were 
you know, say six months ago, Michael, which is an amazing thing, man. I'm happy to see that you're taking the right steps in life to get your shit together. We're going to call it, get our shit together today too. Cause I was in your footsteps as well. Two and a half years ago, basically it was either, you know, jails, institutions or death, like they say, man. And then that's where I was headed if I didn't get my shit together. And, and it was more closer to the death side. Going to be found in a ditch dead or and someone's going to wake up with a phone call that they didn't want to get, man. So it was time to ship up or shape, shape up or ship out sort of thing. And I decided to shape up, man. It, it, and it's the best feeling in the world. I don't per se go to rooms, the rooms a lot anymore and stuff like that. I started this podcast to help others. I like helping others in many other ways. So giving back what was so freely given to me, even, you know, that kind handshake with my job that I do, I love helping others, man. And that's why I'm in sales as well. I love just helping others solve problems through cars today. <laughs> instead of solve problems through drugs, I'm solving problems through cars and it's an amazing feeling. And instead of all my money going to the drug dealer, it actually goes into the bank account. It goes to where it needs to go. It goes to the kids. I'm able to decide if I want to go out for dinner that week. Cause I can afford it. I don't have to tell friends. I can't go out with you this week. I'm using any excuse in the book. It's really cause I had no fucking money because mm -hmm. I was blowing it all on the dope and stuff. But today I can proudly say that I can do whatever I want really, man. And you know, nothing's stopping me, but I live in the present moment. Like you said, man, you can't worry about what happened in the past because the past you can't change it you can only and you can't worry about the future because it hasn't come yet live in today everyone like michael was saying earlier too got another we got a few questions for you though man shoot in what way are you too hard on yourself brother oh good question i because our addiction meets us on whatever spectrum we're on right if we're having success we makes us feel like we're not having enough success and if we're lazy, it makes us feel okay with being lazy. I think sometimes I get too hard on myself, like I'm not doing enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, what more could I be doing? Or I might get hard on myself and feel like I'm procrastinating too much. Everything that I'm too hard on myself is something that's internal. It's something that's really just, my addiction knows, it knows us better than we know ourselves. Like, we can't really be too cynical about ourselves. We don't know enough about ourselves to be cynical. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just, so success for me is a really bad trigger for me. And, and, and it, it's because I used to get high on top of success because success wasn't enough because it was always about the next thing. I'm an addict. Like one, one is never enough in a thousand. You know what I'm saying? It's never just one in a thousand is never enough. It's like that with everything in my life. So like I, I really, the best advice I've ever got and I, and I try to practice every day is take your time and go even slower. You know what I'm saying? So I actually have to sometimes take things out of my life to deal with that anxiety, to learn how to deal with the anxiety because life on life terms is always going to happen. And people hear it. Life on life terms for me is obstacle. And when I understood what obstacles was, is they used to be tough and obstacles really aren't as tough because of how my perspective is changing. Obstacles are the path. They're not meant to deviate from the path because in life you have to learn how to reinvent yourself. You know what I'm saying? If you're walking up a mountain and there's a boulder there and you can't walk off, what do you do? You find another path, right? So that's all obstacles are. Obstacles used to make me think that I wasn't doing anything. Like, why is it getting so hard? I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't want life to be easy because drugs made life. Wake up and smell the coffee. Life just isn't handed to us on a yes. gold platter or anyone either. And I used to think the same thing, Michael. Oh, life's so hard. 
this and that. That's way too hard to do. I always, and I still catch myself day to day sometimes trying to take the easy, the easy road doesn't get you there. Trust me, man. You got to learn to take the hard road. Learn to feel those feelings, everyone. Yeah, the climbing the mountain, right? So to say metaphorically, whatever like that. Climbing the mountain, like when I get to the top of eight, one of my mountains, I don't want to get there alone. Who the hell wants to get to the top of the mountain and look and see that view by themselves? You know what I'm saying? I need people to come with me to the top of these mountains. And then the bottom of that mountain, the top of that becomes the bottom of another. This is all about having a growth mindset, basically a passion for learning. Me thinking like how you and I were just speaking, I thought life was happening to me. Now that I know that life is happening for me, I ask God for certain things, wisdom, strength, courage. He doesn't snap his fingers and give you that. He puts you through tests that will build each one of those things. I understand that now. I stop lying to myself. Because what happens when we lie to ourselves? We stop believing ourselves. So if you're watching this and you're in active using, stop lying and saying you want to stop if you don't want to stop yet. Like I could fuck with you if you say stop yet. I could really mess with you like that. But say it out loud though, because you might not like the way it sounds when you say I don't want to stop out loud. Because when you keep it inside your head, our addiction manipulates us. And it turns that door and it makes us think that we can stop at any time. Or I have this under control. Those are called compromises. We make compromises with ourselves. Compromises I used to make with myself. Yeah, I could stop at any time. I'm only hurting myself. I'm only going to get high on the weekend. I'm only going to spend half my paycheck. I won't get high when I'm with my girlfriend. Telling you right now, it's going to trickle into every party there. I was going to be the one addict that could use successfully. I was going to be that addict. Guess what? I lost. That's why I don't talk about war stories. I don't talk about the things I've done. It's not healthy for me. It's just like the television. I don't even watch television. That's a distraction. You know what I'm saying? Like they put things in our mind. They know what they're doing. George Orwell, 1984. If you haven't read it, read that book, man. Like my man called it out. They're changing the definitions of words. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they know what they're, I now have solutions to distractions. I know what my distractions are. We know what, what, where we're going wrong with things. You know what I'm saying? We just don't want to accept it out of fear of judgment. I'm telling you right now, people are going to judge you whether you're doing good or bad. Let that shit go. I make my back, I recover out loud. So I make my backyard, my front porch for a reason. The reason I do that is because People that will judge are going to show their true colors and good. Thank you for showing me who you are. Now go kick rocks. I don't need you in my life. But what it does is I take my backyard. I make it. I don't judge myself no more because now what are you going to say about me? I'm telling you what it is about me. So if you still judge, but the main thing is this has to be for you though. It can't be for your kids. Can't be for your job. It just doesn't work out that way. I tried it. When you make this about you, it's not being selfish. It's not being self-centered. It's being selfless because you're giving yourself away to the world that needs you, a world that deserves to know who you are. Because who we are and what we did are two different things. You could be a bus driver. You don't go home. You're not a bus driver. You're a husband. You're a wife. You're a brother. So what we do and who we are are two different things. And our stories lie in what we overcome, not what we've done. If you're still waking up, your story ain't done being written yet. Start writing your story. And if your past is something you want to change, understand tomorrow, today will become the past. You start changing today, your past starts to change. You start changing today, your tomorrow becomes better. That's why today has so much value. It's called today. It's not called yesterday and it's not called tomorrow. Live in the moment. Be vulnerable. Enjoy yourself. Make mistakes. Fall and get up. That's all this life thing is.
I love that worry about today, man. It's all about living in the present moment on this episode, everyone. Living in the present moment is huge, man. Like, I love how, you know, one of my fiance's biggest, you know, fan, she's a fan of Robert Downey Jr., man. Huge inspiration of hers, but he does not let, you know, I've heard him speak before, too. He does not let his past define who he is. He doesn't talk about going to jail on those cocaine charges or whatever else has happened in his past, man, because that's not who he is today. Mm -hmm. that's, you don't let your past define who you are today. Don't worry what those others are going to think, but you don't need to share all those war stories Mike just said either, because it doesn't help you heal. It only brings you down. It means that you're still, you know, stuck in that mindset. You still have a, you still have an affiliation with it then. You know what I mean? It's like you, that addict mind still in you. Don't worry and don't be sharing all I, because me and Mike could go back and forth all day. Who did better and who did more one day and who did that? But what the hell is that going to solve here? Not Nothing. Time in the day to it's go not going to solve anything, man, at all. Like I could tell you stories for days on end, but it ain't going to help anyone. No. I'm just going to give them... Oh man, I really wish I could do what he did. No, don't you don't want to do what I did in the past. It's it's for reference. It's not for resonance. It's like driving a car. There's a reason that the rear view mirror is small and the windshield is big. You're supposed to always be looking forward, but what's the rear view for? To see if there's cars coming up behind you and for what else? To switch lanes without getting into an accident. It's the same thing exactly. with like that rear view mirror is to see when your past is creeping up on you because you might be in traffic and you might be slowing up. You know what I'm saying? So to remind you what's going on. And then when you switch a lane, because remember obstacles are the path, not meant to deviate the path. When you switch lanes, you don't get into an accident. You're prepared. You're more intelligent. You know what I'm saying? This life thing is not that complicated. We're complicated. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We think too much. Overthink it. That's a disease of everyone in this world. Every, there's too much information. You know what I'm saying? Knowledge. Knowledge is great, but knowledge is not enough. Knowledge is only what we know of in that moment. The Wright brothers, if they went on knowledge of what the world was at that point, we wouldn't have an airplane. What's needed? Imagination is needed. And imagination brings forth innovation. Imagination takes us out of the box of our knowledge. And if you're an active user, your knowledge is not that good because we stop growing the age we become an addict. That's why I was a 36-year-old teenager was still living with my mother because I didn't grow mentally. I became an addict and I stood an addict. You know what I'm saying? But imagination is needed to step out of the box. There's something called pinpoint clarity, right? Whatever you are in your moment right now, if it's not a situation you like, Think of how that situation could get better and how that one could get better and that one could get better and that one get till you get to a point where it can't get no better. You just gave yourself a blueprint on how to fix your life without even trying, though. I love that, man. It's so true, though. Like knowledge, if you don't do anything with the knowledge you're reading, learning, watching an educational video or something, if you don't do anything with that knowledge, it's just knowledge. At the end of the day, you got to learn what to do with that knowledge. Take that knowledge and put yep. it into your life, implement it into someone else's life, help someone else. That's what knowledge is all about, man. If I learn something and I find something from it, maybe I'll talk about it on a post or maybe I'll spin it to my own little post in my own words that I can explain to others in my words that are a little easier than what it was taught to me thing, man. I love that you say that, man, because knowledge is king, too. Yeah, information without application just stays information. Like you said, when you apply it, it becomes knowledge. It's like hearing and listening. They're two different things. You know what I'm saying? I used to hear something that we love saying as addicts, but I didn't listen to it. 
I've heard it. That's just perceiving sound. That's all hearing. Went in one ear, out the other, man. Grant me, the serenity, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to accept the things and the wisdom. That I heard them words. I didn't listen to them, no. Listening is applying action to what you hear. You know, intent of learning, intent of listening. But yeah, what is one thing you think every human should learn how to do today, Mike? Smile. I love it. Let's smile, everyone. Yeah, takes more muscles in the face in the face to frown and smile. So if you're lazy and you're frowning, just know that you're working harder than me right now, smiling. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> What strategies do you use yourself? You talked about anxiety a little earlier. What strategies do you use to calm yourself when you've when you're overcome with things? So anxiety for me, you see, like just a lot of people, it could make me regress. So like I said, perspective equals potential. So I stopped trying to prevent the inevitable and started accepting the inevitable. And now how do I manipulate it? Because I'm a massive manipulator. I'm an addict. Great at manipulating, right? Just can't manipulate reality. We can manipulate the truth, just never manipulate reality. So anxiety, I wake up with hell of anxiety. Remember I told you I detoxed off uh, 140 milligrams of methanol. So five months later, I'm still waking up with like 100 hands in my stomach, that bottomless pit. I, sleep. I went four months without sleep. When I say no sleep, uh, you've probably been dope sick before. You know that in and out sleep where you don't know if you were sleeping five minutes or five hours? And, and, and I start to wake up from a dream. I start getting anxiety in my dream, like I can't cash a lotto ticket or my car won't start. Like, so that's how I wake up every day. So I had, I can't wake up and self-talk is everything. The first thing you tell yourself when you wake up, understand your day is going to go that way. You know what I'm saying? So I had to change my self-talk. So I used to wake up and be like, I can't do this no more. Why do I keep feeling like this? So I needed to change. So anxiety for me is actually a good thing now when I wake up because it makes me have to get productive as soon as I open up my eyes. Because the only way to deal with anxiety is by doing something, getting productive. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with depression, right? Depression actually motivates me. It doesn't hold me back. Depression tells us a lot of things about ourselves that we just don't realize. It tells us who we don't want to be no more. It tells us how we don't want to feel no more. You know what I'm saying? So whenever I'm getting depressed about my mom, I stop myself and I start to celebrate her because depression shows me how I don't want to feel. It's not happening to us, remember, it's happening for us. So everything has value. Everything is meant to propel us. Nothing is meant to make us regress. Mind, our addiction that speaks to us in our own voice, that knows how to manipulate things and making it that we should play the self-pity game. We should play the self-victim game. This, that. Listen, nobody's coming for you, man. No one's going to come for you. You start making your life better and it's crazy how life works. People start to come in your life. Like when gold, when gold is purified, right? It's put through the fire, correct? When God is purifying us, he puts us through the fire, but he puts people in our path to help us go along during that process. But when you're cursing God or when you're cursing life or you hate, if you have hate within, you're going to see hate within the world. If you have love within, you're going to see love within the world. You want trust, you got to give trust. You want respect, you got to give it first. I, I, I compare faith, recovery, whatever, to Amazon, right? Amazon, first, you have to buy the product. You don't get to try on the clothes. You don't get to see if the electronics work. You have to buy it first. It gets delivered to you. If you don't like the product, you could send the shit back. Faith and recovery, you have to buy into this shit first. Then you get the product. And if you don't like the product, I swear to you, addiction ain't going nowhere. It'll be there waiting for you. 
So it's like Martin Luther King said, faith is taking a step without seeing the staircase. You have to try this. Like, and I not even try that one again, man. I love that one. Repeat it for everyone in the back row there. Martin Luther King said, faith is taking a step without seeing the staircase. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, I love my, I got a lot of quotes. I, I love quotes. They help me move along throughout the day. But yeah, man, no, that's so true though, man. It's just like you said, the Amazon, you don't get to, you don't get to try the product, man. You may have seen it in a store or something. You can't get it in the store. Well, we got it on Amazon, but you still don't get to try the product in the store when it's wrapped up. Cause I know damn well that they don't like it when I unwrap a box and try something <laughs> out first. Yeah. But it's the same thing though. Like you said, uh, you give what you get thing at the end of the day. If you give, treat someone like shit, you're going to expect to get treated like shit back. Gratefully mm-hmm. so. Treat someone with respect, you know, dignity, kindness, compassion. Expect that in return, man. It's just like a relationship with your partner, with a friend. If you're going to treat them with disrespect, you're going to get disrespected. But if you treat them with like gold, you're going to get treated back like gold. It just goes so many different ways in life. And you said, if you don't like it, as, as the recovering addict, I'm one step away from a, I'm only one step away from a relapse any day of the week, man. Yep. And it, it, I don't know if I have another recovery in me though. No, that, 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 that's the line. We always have another relapse. We don't always have another recovery. But if you're someone that judges yourself, understand when people judge you, you're going to believe what they say about you. Like when people listen, I, I get, I, like I said, I recover out loud. You see my page. There's a lot of hurtful people out there and I don't even have to forgive them because I have compassion. You know what I'm saying? I've been where they've been at. You know what I'm saying? I've hated the world before. It's not me that they hate. It's themselves that they hate. So I have compassion for them. You know what I'm saying? If we could just, we could go really far in this world. If we could have compassion for people and stop making assumptions and stop, you know what I'm saying? Judging people. But like people's judgments don't bother. Whatever people think of me is true to them. It's not my truth no more. Facts and truth, two different things. Fact is, you and I are speaking right now. That fact changes in, a, in an hour or so, right? The truth is, though, the fact is I was a drug addict. Fact is I did rob from my mother. Fact is I did hide in between cars because I owe people money. Fact is I didn't shower. Those are all facts. They're not my truth, though. My truth is that we do recover. Stop making your facts your truth. Facts change. Truth is the truth. The truth is that we are the we. You deserve to live a better life. There's nothing about you that doesn't deserve to live. You just got to earn it, though. Are you willing to earn it? That's the difference between us as humans. The distance we're willing to go for things. That's the only difference I feel that's between human beings. And it's just like the old saying is, you know, trust isn't given, it's earned. Mm -hmm. Respect isn't given, it's earned. Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to do that all over again at, you know, 37 years old. Earn the trust of my parents. Earn the trust of my partner, my kids. It all went right down to earning my trust and earning respect. It wasn't given to me freely, handed out to me like, here you go, Chris, you you have it. Your first day clean and sober, everyone's going to respect it. No. no. Some people still don't trust me you to this day. And I'm going in, exactly. And I'm going on three years clean and sober now. And you. There's some people that may never trust me. And, and you know what? I'm okay with that. And I know they have to be okay with that too because of the wrongs I've done. And stuff like that. Not everyone's going to like me anymore. No. You know, and that, and that's okay. Okay. And we weren't meant to be in one another's lives. That's it. No, but all I can do is just keep living my best life one day at a time is all I can do. Make the next best choice. That's all this life is. The next best choice, man. Exactly. 1% better each day is all I try to do. 
So why is it so important to learn how to overcome criticism? We've really talked a lot about that, but why is it so important, Mike? Because there's no room for doubt and creativity. You know what I'm saying? If you have any kind of doubt, there's no room for it in being creative. And criticism is that person's shit. Like anger, anger is a privilege we give people. It's a privilege I don't give people no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a hindrance. There's a lot of hindrances. One of them, there's five hindrances I remember watching all oh, Shaolin Master talk about. And one of them is ill will, right? And ill will is basically we don't see the interconnectedness between each other. You know what I'm saying? We criticize because that's, you know what I'm saying? It, it's easier to point the finger at someone than it is to look at yourself. You know what I'm saying? I was that person. I don't criticize people no more. If anything, I'm critical more about the person that I used to be than the person I am now. Like, it's not about getting to the top of the mountain and sticking my middle finger up at people and be like, fuck you, look, I told you I could do it, or fuck you, wrong about me, because you know what? That's your ego getting the best of you then, yes. man. That's your egotistical, Mike. Yes, and, and you know what? When people were saying those things, they were right about me at that time. Because I was a junkie. I was fucking doing stupid shit. So now it's about me getting to the top of the mountain and looking at the old me and you were wrong about me. I can do this. I will do this. I'm in competition with the person I was yesterday. Problem solved today for future opportunities. Because I, if I'm in competition with you, like in order to be the best at something, that means a lot of people have to fail. Now, I'm not trying to be the best at anything. I'm just trying to be the best version of myself. You know, Michael Jordan made a lot of people fail because he was the best at basketball. You know what I'm saying? I don't want people failing at life. My whole company is inspired to inspire, to help push people along in their life. You know what I'm saying? We want to climb these mountains together. Like, we're bringing this war to our addiction. I'm not waiting for him to attack no more. I'm attacking him. You know what I'm saying? I'm the predator in this recovery. I'm not prey to my addiction. I'm not making pretend. I'm not wishing for, you know, triggers and cravings are because we're winning. Understand that. You're taking the drug out of your life. Your addiction is not happy with you. So it's going to keep coming at you. So triggers and cravings is just our addiction coming at us because we're winning. Doubting ourselves is because we're not used to winning. If people are coming at you wicked, your addiction is coming at you through people. You know what I'm saying? Everything that's happening is because we're winning. And it makes us think because we're we're trying to fix everything that happened in the past. You are never going to be able to balance it out. That's why if you're living for today, if you live just for today, like I could wake up today, I could follow my dreams. And at the end of the night, I know that I try my best because I used to get high to go to sleep because my nightmares was better than the life I was living. My nightmares was better than the life I was living. Now I don't have to go to sleep to dream because I'm dreaming with my eyes open. That's what recovery provides for us. You get to start living your dreams. And if you don't know what your dreams are, fine. I didn't, I don't either. I don't even know what I want. I just know what I don't want. So I focus on that. I don't know how to do recovery. I know how to fuck it up though. You know what I'm saying? So I just focus on doing this, stepping out of my own way and just letting shit happen. Stop trying to control things because the only thing you can control is your work ethic. Where? In the now moment. I love it, Mike. I love it, Mike. Before we go, we've come to the end of the show, man. I would love for you to share with everyone where they can find you, where they can follow you. You have some amazing, cool things to share with everyone. Let them know where they can follow you on social media and everything and sure. go along with you on your journey, man. Yeah, so again, my name is Michael Fury. I'm CEO and founder of Inspire Inspire, as well as uh, 
director on the board of the Sober app. You guys can find me on Instagram at Mike, M-I-K-E, Fiore, F-I-O-R-E, 118. Or on TikTok, it's Inspire, the number two, Inspire underscore. And uh, how I usually like to end these things is, again, with a quote. Oscar Wilde said, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. I used to compare myself to other people. I used to see value in other people. I never seen value within myself. And that's one of the reasons why it led me down to drug use, because perception was what was most important to me. If you thought I had something I didn't have it, I was cool with it. If you thought I did something that I didn't do, I was cool with it. So when I seen value in other people, I had to be better at whatever it was that you were at, better at it. So I had to manipulate my mind in order to do it. So it came to the point where I looked in the mirror and I couldn't even recognize. I didn't look in the mirror for years, man. You know what I'm saying? The odds of life becoming. If you don't think you're special, understand this. The odds of life becoming was 400 trillion to one. So since birth, we've been defining odds. We define death in, in, during active using. And I'm going to tell you how you don't need recovery given to you. It's already inside of you. And I'm going to tell you five easy ways. Real grit is doing something you don't want to do. We ran our lives into the ground. We didn't want to do it. We need grit and recovery, right? Determination. When my first drug dealer didn't pick up, I kept calling until I got the drug. We need determination and recovery. Motivation. When I woke up and I didn't have money, best believe I got money throughout the day to get critical thinking. I knew whose bags I could skimp. I knew what blocks I couldn't walk down. We need critical thinking and recovery. And the last one, the one that we all don't think we have, right? Courage. It takes courage to put drugs in your body that could kill you. The same courage it takes a soldier to go off to war knowing they could die. So now after those five things, we have it in us. We just need it to be brought out of us. The light is not external, it's internal. And the only way to get it out is by getting with people in your life that are winning that recovery. If you don't have anybody, you reach out to me. I got a fucking army behind me. I'm not afraid of my addiction no more. So if you need someone to walk this walk with you, cry with you, crawl with you, laugh with you, smile with you, we will do all of that. And Chris, thank you for having me on, bro. No problem, man. If, and before we go too, I just want to say a little something, man. Thank you so much for, to Mike here for coming on the show today to share his experience strength and hope man i hope one of any one of you can take one thing away from today's episode i know i did and it was living one day at a time living life one day at a time living in the present moment everyone i hope you all have a great day take care and don't forget to head over to that youtube channel from the depths of darkness to the light of success and hit that subscribe button and turn on those notifications take care everyone